Hello and welcome once again to Wondering Monster, America's tabletop showcase, where we endeavor to show you how the games you're interested in play both narratively and mechanically. I am John Big Dog, Small Cat, Baltus I'm Bridget Brave. I am Ian Two Cats of Us. I am Mr. Paschke, Two Cats and a Snake. And with us tonight... I'm Brian Pullen, and I'm five cats and a dog. Wow. Uh, now, is that five cats and a dog in a trench coat, or you just free balling out in the wild? Just out in the wild, just in the house. None of them I was, Could we get them to do it, but with a bathrobe instead? And maybe the top one has, like, one of the curlers in? No, but we could have them wear a cloak as though they were summoning some ancient demon. <clears throat> I always Friends. expect you to say, and I have lots of worms. Friends... <laughs> Friends, we are joined tonight by the one and only Brian Collin, who has the audacity to wear my hat on our show. Now, this hat, now, this hat was gifted to me by an incredible creator, the creator of Vast Grimm, specifically, um, <clears throat> as a gift. And um, I just find it incredibly rude and presumptuous for Brian to come in with the same hat. Um, Brian, you have a great, you have an amazing resume. Uh, specifically, oh, thank you're you. Yes, uh, me and my friend Ross made that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, we've worked together a few times on a couple of projects. We have some projects in the future we're working together on. Uh, you're an incredible creator, uh, a sculptor an artist, uh, a businessman. Um, uh, your game creation chops are on point. Um, if you haven't checked out Best Grimm, by the way, you definitely should. Um, there's a reason I have the hat. It's a beautiful, beautiful game, but also a very well-made uh, Mork Borg hack. And uh, last year, you did another Kickstarter. Well, you did a couple of Kickstarters, but the Kickstarter I want to talk about right now is a new Mork Borgian hack, uh, a new game, brand new. Uh, the cellophane is still wrapped tightly on it because it isn't hasn't even it hasn't left even the gone to print yet. Um, it hasn't even gone to print yet, my friends. I'm of course talking about Molt. Um, we're excited to play. Obviously, if you're tuning in and you're like, "Wait, where are all my pirates?" Don't worry, pirates will be back next week. But this week, we're doing Molt. It's going to be incredible. Um, I don't. I don't want to bullshit you too long because I just want to get into it. Brian, sure. tell us about um, Molt. Do you want me to dive into the game, or do you want me to tell you about the the, the project itself? Tell us. Tell us a little bit about the the, okay. the project itself, about the the setting and what we're doing, and then we'll then we'll okay. just dive so in. So the Molt is another Morkborg hack. So if you were watching the pirate game and watching Pirate Borg, and you know the rules of that, you pretty much know the rules of this. But instead, it's set inside the center of the planet where the Morkborg setting is, um, because six thousand six hundred and sixty six years ago, uh, this mad warlock named Fatuma and their followers escaped persecution because they had stolen uh, three eggs of she. Uh, she is the two-headed basilisk god in the, the Morkmore world. And they found this crack by, by Grift, which is a, one of the arid regions of, uh, in Morkborg. And they, they started crawling down into the crack. 
And as they made their way down, escaping the people that were after them, um, they set up their own colony down there. Um, and they tra traversed this unlikely terrain. And as they got deeper and deeper, um, the people that survived the journey um, became Fatimites. They're the, the people that, that worshiped this, this Fatuma who, who led them down there. Um, and during their time down in this subterranean area, they, uh, they realized that they were not alone. Uh, they met these other weird creature species, which everybody will be playing today, except for one, the, the Reaper species hadn't evolved yet because they fused these egg, one of the eggs of she with the magic from inside the center of the planet. And then this new species was created. So the, the, the Reapers are, are some sort of some strain of she. And while down there, um, most of them realized that they could not survive in this intense um, intense heat in this intense setting. So people tried to leave and escape. And Fatuma had these prophecies, these visions while down there and believed that eventually the outer shell of the planet would break away and the denizens inside core, that's the, the center of the planet, um, they would take over the planet and they would then rule. So fast forward to present day, most of the inhabitants of core, including your marauders, the, the characters you all are playing, believe that this transformation is nearing and that she will rise from the ashes and reign again upon its completion. Uh, as characters, as marauders, you strive to come favored by she, by earning trophies, uh, pushing the molt, the molt to happen even sooner. Um, so as um, these magical trophies are kind of ripped from the ether and bestowed upon you, uh, whoever completes these tasks, even if it's as a group, not necessarily individuals, um, they get marked in a certain way. So like you might get some sort of strange scar that then everybody would see and know that you helped champion the molt and you were one of the people that pushed it that much closer to taking over the planet and destroying all the humans. Um, examples of ways that you might earn trophies is like unearth an ancient relic buried deep in core, cause the collapse of a human city, recover the lost, uh, lost scroll whispered but that was stolen by humans, spill the blood of a powerful ruler in the name of she, find one of the stolen eggs of she, and maybe locate the skull of Lucy or Ark. So that's pretty much the, uh, the gist of the setting. Uh, rules overview, um, everybody here has played Morkborg, right? Or a Morkborg rip? I've never even heard of it. What is a Borg? <laughs> yes. Um, I, I did want to mention that you, you said, if you've been watching this and you know the rules of Pirate Borg, as if anyone here other than Ian knows what's happening at any point. <laughs> that, is, that is so true. Initiative is rolled with a D6. I learned that <laughs> two sessions ago. <laughs> Well, the, the only major role difference is there's a new ability in this game called Focus, and that's most often used for when casting magic, because every character starts with a certain number of power points each day, also known as PP, um, that, that you roll, and you can use that. There's four different kind of schools of magic styles that allow you to do different things, and the more PP that you spend, the longer something can last, or the bigger the range or area can go. It's really imagination-driven. Um, <clears throat> And, uh, I I use the abbreviation PP in uh, Splatter League to mean a uh, pain point. It's the difficulty rating, essentially. Uh -huh. uh, I just want to point out that uh, when I was writing it, I giggled every time I... I mean, that's okay, I just want to make sure we're on the same creator wavelength here. I, I mean, yeah, potty humor is, is the humor. Because it's PP. Right. 
Um, and that is, uh, that's pretty much it. Do you have any questions about the setting before we, uh, we dive a little further in? Can you, uh, as we introduce our characters, can you tell us a little bit about our races that we're playing? Sure. Absolutely. Cool. So I want to get started on talk about our characters. Uh, generally when we do this, we make a big joke about how Charles never goes first and then he goes first every time. Uh, Charles isn't with us tonight. Well, shit so, rolls downhill to the other Charles. So Charles, no. Uh, hey, hey, I wanna, I wanted, I want to ask the person most like Charles in demeanor to, uh, therefore go first. It ain't me, Bridget. Oh, oh, I was like, is that me? Am I the most like Charles? Yes, yes, <laughs> definitely. Um, okay, so first up. I've already forgotten my character's name. I went to all that trouble. Belsum? Belsum, that's it, thank you. Yeah. So I, I am Belsum and I'm a bone collector. Um, I basically am a tracker of sorts. I can, I can catch the scent of humans so we can hunt them down. Um, I, you know, I, I'm just, a, just your average guy, you know, just hanging out, visible brain through a crack in my skull. Everything's fine. And Erdvergens have these long snouts with multiple eyes on the side and a mouth down at the bottom of the snout and another mouth underneath. They are kind of tend to be hunched over and kind of walking almost like this a lot of times as, as they move through space. Um, they've been down in core for, for quite some time and live in various nooks and crannies and cracks. They're, uh, they're, they're quite creepy creatures and have almost like a rhinoceros-looking skin to them. Rad. Awesome. Well, uh, you already started to describe the Reaper, so I guess I will I will go as I am playing a Reaper, and that way we're just buttoning that up. Um, I am I am playing Denko. Denko, is that is that a hard E? I don't know. I don't know how English works. Um, but yeah, I am a Reaper. Um, one of the things that I saw on my character sheet is that I have a top head. So uh, am I Zaphod Beeblebrox where one's off to the side in like the BBC or like the the horrible movie where it's like down here? Yeah, it's like where it's down here. Okay. So usually the one that's down here is the one that talks and is more intelligent. And this one's like <laughs> okay. fighting at things and like nibbling on things and trying to make sure that you're not getting attacked from behind. That's good to know. I like that. I have a, uh, a face carved on a rocket. Your item, his name is Fred. I have a Fred. I talked to Fred. Fred's my best friend. And uh, yeah, I apparently also have a metal spike. Just like I'm grown around it. So yeah, that's fun. I hope I don't get stuck on anything. So, so my character is Benique a Kakarthian Deathwalker. These people were ones who were some of the older denizens of this place and had pilgrimage the core to see what exactly was causing their whole civilization to collapse upon itself and be feasted upon by the undead upon learning that the 
end times were already in motion and that the molt had already begun, there was nothing left to do but help support this final shedding of the world uh, before all their people would go extinct and hopefully not come back as undead. The flesh of the Neek is rotting upon itself and just terribly malodorous upon the face of this bestial creature that kind of a long protruding snout with a horn coming on it is a bone mask which is permanently fused through flesh and bone itself that seems to be some part of ritual warding that is something a semblance of the home that has been destroyed and people lost but also seems to radiate some magic essence to it as well for a weapon you see the Benique is holding a fractured stalactite that had been ripped off by it by hand. Excellent. One thing to note about your character, they also, the, the uh, Carcathians also often um, carve faces into their, their the horns that grow out of their head to try and ward off uh, spirits uh, out of uh, thinking that they will do that to, uh, to, to keep them from coming and getting them. The best thing yeah. is when charging into battle is that when wind goes through those crenellations and carvings that it does make a wail and moaning sound, which is part of that protective factor. Um, <clears throat> quick question, Brian. Yes. I mentioned earlier that you're a sculptor. Um, did you did did you sculpt these and then write what they were based on what you sculpted? Some yes, some I sculpted based on stuff that was written. A lot of these are actually from a previous fantasy setting that I created a few years ago, and now I'm kind of I'm blending everything together. There's this all connects to Vaskrim as well. Like there's Dude. little Easter eggs in there that ties it all ties all of my stuff together. It's called salvaging, and it is a creator's right. <laughs> uh, okay, well I am <clears throat> I'm Cordelius. No, not doing that. That's, that's not, I'm not old before I finish saying it. Uh, I'm Cardelius. I'm a Basilite earth mover. I got a... I am filled with magma. So when I talk, it kind of drools out and drips from my mouth and kind of hardens, giving me, like, little stone nipples all over me. Um, I uh, Part of my skin has been flayed off, so you can see, like, the uh, the... I guess uh, molten muscle underneath, and uh, I'm laughed and obnoxious. Uh, my character, not John. John is amazing and wonderful. No comment. Excellent. <clears throat> oh the fuck! What is a what is a basilite? Basilites are, are like magically made. They were uh, made uh, thousands of years ago from magic and the the planet uh, the inside of of core itself from the rocks and the the flowing lava. So as lava actually flows through your body, that's that's part of your life force. And some of the basilites actually have like slug-like bodies made of lava and molten uh, elements. So as they, they move along, they leave little like slug trails in their, in their nice. path. So they're very tied and in tune with the, uh, with the center of the planet. Question. Yes. How accurate would you say it is to say that we took a 1990s Fantastic Four, the Thing action figure, stuck it in the microwave for 15 minutes? Is that close to what we're looking at, or is that too far removed? No, I, I can see that, yeah. 
especially if like his lower torso kind of blended together and may, maybe you took a blowtorch to it as well so that it kind of got a little charred on the outside so it was not quite so uh, neon orange. Okay. All right. All right. I like it. So now that you have all introduced your characters, um, you are all part of a marauder group. Um, you know that there is a greater chance of claiming a trophy with others at your side. You know that just because if all uh, all four of you are together and discover one of these ancient relics or, or, or make a, a trophy occur, that you will all be marked at the same time. So it's always better to try and go at it as a group as opposed to alone. Um, you may have known each other for some of you for a little bit of time, but since this is a one shot, we're just kind of jamming it together and, and pushing it through. Um, but um, actually, so uh, Card, you were present when Rala and Elder Datsoff. Datsoffs are these turtle-like creatures with, with big antlers, um, and most of them, uh, a lot of them put gouge out their own eyes to put crystal shards inside of their eye socket so that they can see into different areas within the core. Um, you were there when, when Rala was, was struck by the seismic vision of an ancient scroll that was written like uh, Rala could see the hand of Fatuma like actually writing the scroll um, and, and then saw it, envisioned it buried deep in an ancient temple that is coming to them as being somewhere buried within the ruins of the Fatimite colony. And the Fatimite colony was where uh, Fatuma and them originally settled. It's a couple, it's a little down inside of uh, the center of the planet, but north of where, where you've probably been for, for a while. And uh, Rala gave you that information, knowing that, that if that's found, a phase of the molt will occur and it'll be that much closer to uh, the outer shell being destroyed and the humans, uh, losing the surface of the planet. And cool. that said, all of you are just out in the, the Fatimite ruins. You're at this place where, where uh, Rala has completely described to you where this crack in the ground has recently occurred. Because not long ago, the, the ground shook, it shifted, and more cracks and other openings happened. And you are where um, uh, you especially, um, where, sorry, uh, where Belsum can tell that it is freshly cracked and, and where Dala had, had told you to go. Um, yes. And this crack just goes deeper down into the ground and you know that somehow when things shift and moved, um, that that when when it happens, that sometimes new pockets underground occur and places open up where things have been buried for long, long periods of time. So we think there might be a relic or something under here that would be useful to grab. Yes, yes. Cool. That this this ancient scroll that that uh, Dala had envisioned. Okay. Um. Uh, card card kind of moves kind of slugs his way over there, shimmies, uh, uh, and peers down into the crack. Um, <clears throat> I, um, 
I am going to kind of just use my innate connection to the Earth and the forces of magma to kind of see if I feel anything weird or unnatural or different down there. Um, kind of just use my innate connection to get a sense of what's going on. Does that make sense? Yep, absolutely. So as you, you peer down there, you, you look kind of into the crack and light disappears down into there. It's just kind of sucked in and whatever light sources you may be carrying, um, it just kind of fades off, but you're used to looking in complete darkness and, and seeing in there. And once past a, a small area, like where the, the earth has, has moved and, and shattered, it does not feel, does not sense uh, as though it's a natural formation below. It seems like it's somehow been formed, created into unnatural geometric shapes that wouldn't have a, uh, a distinct organic shape to it. I'm going to hawk a glowing magma loogie down there and see when it disappears from sight. Okay. Um, after it sounds like maybe 20-ish feet. So you can you can kind of see a little bit of like a little bit of light bounce off of it from up above as it as it drops down and bounces up. Okay. So I'll advance over there and seeing that and kind of learning that's about a 20 foot drop, I'll go ahead and I will drop down my uh, length of um, salzerite silk rope. Okay. So that way um, we can get to the bottom. I'll find a kind of a protuberance of the rock to fix it upon. And uh, without really saying much, I'm just going to go ahead and start slinking my way down there. I want to mention that I do have a six-legged lizard pet uh, that I guess is probably immune to the heat, yep. like a little salam, like a little fire salamander yep. uh, that crawls in and out of the cracks on my body. Uh, its name is Freddy, so we have Ooh. Fred and Freddy. Um, because Patchkey and I can't have pets without them being like best friends, apparently. Yeah. They're they're gonna hang out. Um, they're gonna have a little adventure. They're not gonna get kidnapped by a bunch of skeletons trying to yeah. get sacrificed to their corrupt crab god. Not the good no, crab because god. This, this time we have a nice GM. Yeah, we don't have a jerk <laughs> face mixed servas. <laughs> it's not you. I, mean, it's different the, I will tromble along after them. Um, I do not have a pet, having learned with this crew that they do not last long. <laughs> So, uh, Benique, as you uh, work your way down, and then uh, everyone that follows, it drops down, and as you're coming through, you realize, like, as you're coming through the area, it feels like part of it is jagged and sharp, uh, like, almost like a hole that you're, you're going through, and once you're through that, it's like it opens up. It's easily, like, probably 80 feet wide, probably... 40 feet deep um and there is uh i'm, I'm just going to assume that you all are carrying some sort of torchlight or something like that um, i have a lot of lantern has a glowing amulet yeah um and also i spit glowing magma excellent so it's like just keep spitting every time you need to look somewhere exactly yep um as you descend in here uh looking around um 
the walls are very they're very rigid and, and structured, but it kind of curves in in, in the, the northern face. And there's bits of the ground and rock that's jammed through areas. The ground is littered in all sorts of rubble and debris. There are some walls on the on the southern side, and there are what look like three metal thrones up against the the far north north side. Though um, they they appear as though they're not facing into the room; they're facing as though they are looking at the wall itself. And there are t- three entrances to the south. Um, one in the dead center and uh, one on either side of the, the edge of the room. So we should just pick a direction unless anyone has any reason not to. I think that it's worth checking the thrones out. Hmm. Yeah. As you go over and start looking at the thrones, you realize that they're, they're fused to the floor. Uh, and there was one, there's three of them, and then one is like broken and, and knocked over. Um, the throne itself kind of, as you go to like just touch it a little bit, it, it kind of swivels. Um, so it doesn't have to be facing against the, the far, the, the, the north, north face of the wall, but it does look like uh, that's how they're, they're intended to be. There's other pieces of, of, of debris that are scattered along that wall as well. It's very foreign and uh, unnatural to you, made of bits of metal and, and things. I'm just going to turn this so it faces the other chairs, and I'll sit on it. Yeah. You sit in it. It's cold, unlike most of core. The metal itself is, is cold and and does not feel very comfortable. That there perhaps may have been some sort of other material at some point, but anything that would have been there, any sort, anything that may have cushioned it, is long gone. So it's a 1990s McDonald's swivel seat from the playpen. <laughs> There's um, no amber glass ashtray to go with it. Uh, no. All right. So 2001 McDonald's swivel seat. <laughs> My bad. Uh, so there's another seat nearby. Um, yeah, there's yes. three. Yes. I will I will take the other seat and see if it spins. And if so, I will idly swivel back and forth. If not, then I will sit there and look disappointed. You're just sitting there swiveling back and forth. I will look at card and then run for the third seat. <laughs> I, I, I race, but I'm also a slugman. So I'm like... <laughs> Some bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wait! My lizard darts off and races up onto the chair. Looks, looks at her and goes. I could, I could crush that lizard, you know. You won't do it. I won't do it. Your uh, Belsum makes it to the third chair before before the lizard gets in place. Oh, and uh, that chair swivels as well. You do see the um. Card, you do see the fourth chair that's been knocked over and ripped out, and you see where there was some sort of round base that looks like it was bolted to the ground somehow at one point. Um, everybody make a presence test. That's going to be a D20 and add your presence modifier. 14. <laughs> Sounds like that went well. <laughs> so, John, who rolled lower? Uh, 
so here's the thing, Brian. Yep. Um, World worse. <laughs> I'm getting a burn. time, Brian. <laughs> I, I, I have a one. You know, I also same, have a one. You're all winners. I'm really second best. <laughs> I got two. Awesome. I was going to bolt this bargain, but it was way too funny. <laughs> <laughs> While the three of you were just kind of uh, enjoying the, the chairs, except for uh, except for Card, who didn't quite get to one, uh, uh, Benik, you got into that chair pretty quick and, and realized, roll a d66 if you don't mind. 21. You uh, sitting there, uh, you realize there there was something on the seat under some of the, the, the dust and dirt, and it's a tiny notebook. And it looks like it's got hand-drawn tunnels uh, with really rough, archaic writing that may be something deeper in, in the center of the planet. So this is writing that I'm not immediately familiar with? Uh, it's it, it's familiar, but it's it's very old. So it's some of the words don't make sense. Some some okay. things, some of how it's written is a little older. I will ponder it for a few seconds, then I will grunt and show it to my companions. Who can read this? Um, I'm I'm kind of a mystic, but I think I'm more of like an innate mystic rather than a learned mystic. <laughs> Um, let me look here. Intelligent. Um, so, you, so you're a worthless mystic then. I will fucking fight you. Oh. Hey, <laughs> I will have you know, my character description is moody and spiteful. Mine is uh, loud and crude and indecisive. <laughs> so we are we are doing great. One thing that I failed to mention at the beginning, uh, I did have uh, uh, Ian, I uh, had you have people do random roles for things for that are part of this. And uh, on your way here, uh, one of the, the things that you heard about this, this area and this, this supposed place that was opened up is that there's a key to unlock the mysteries of the temple. So you might have a purpose after all mystic. And you also know that if you are on your way here, there very well could be other groups of marauders trying to claim the trophy before you get to it. Um, so knowing that that, that uh, could be a factor depending on how, how things play out and, and where you go when in here. What are you sitting for? Let's go. Yeah, but... What a dick. I will just try to swivel that chair so hard that it breaks. That is an 11... Or sorry, that is a 14 for strength. Okay. Um, yes, it manages to break. Get up. Should I, roll, should I roll for damage as I fall on the floor trying to keep swiveling? <laughs> no, I don't think you need to roll for damage. What about sorry. for emotional damage? Yeah, can I roll for emotional damage? <laughs> <laughs> emotional damage. damage. <laughs> we need to have that be like a standard like soundbite button and or gif for our overlay. <laughs> Uh, I, we still have, I think, the gifts, but I just, I just forget to use them. I'm sorry. Also need an air horn button for when people bargain. Yeah. Just fine, fine, fine. 
So when looking at the notebook, you realize that it's just, it's something that's probably been sitting there for a long time. It may lead you on different adventures later on, uh, but it's not something that's probably relevant to the, the trophy at hand. Okay. Oh, and since you say it's a notebook, is it something like actual, like a papyrus or paper, something that could be copied and shared? Yes. Yep. It's like bound. Okay. It's like hands, hand sewn, um, some sort of hair or fiber of some sort. Uh, well, if someone later gives me something like a quill, I have ink so I can make you all a copy. We can do that later. I don't know if it matters. I don't think I'm a big reader. Yeah, I don't see anything on my character sheet indicating that I can read. That bone meal, though, that's fun. So in the area that you're in, you are kind of in here, and there's an opening here, here, and here. So there's one in the dead center and one on either end of the room that you're in. Uh, the chairs were up near the, the top area. Would you mind in a corner we putting a compass into rose? That, right? What's that? We dropped down into that? Yes, you did. Would you okay. mind putting a compass rose just so that it make it easier to give movement commands? Fantastic. Thank you. That I yeah. will migrate towards uh, the west for that first aperture. Okay. I was going to go dead south, but uh, I will... I will... I will sludgily, sludgily follow um, uh, Ian. There, the, the rubble continues on the ground there. It's got an earthy dirt smell. The walls, as you go down into that, it just kind of opens into like a, a five-foot wide corridor. It looks like it runs the entire length. So whether you would have gone down the center or the other side, it looks like it runs the entire entire way, but directly to your right as you're, as you're heading south, there is a wooden door on the right, but then that corridor that goes the entire width of, of the, the area, it can, you can tell that there's other doors heading south further down. There are, these, the, there are crystals um, that are uh, beryllium crystals that are growing along the sides of the walls. These uh, crystals reflect, refract light and kind of glow a little bit. They're just growing in different small patches. When these crystals get larger, they can be used as explosives, but at this point, they're mainly just good at helping to illuminate things um, in your path. Point of order. If I had purchased, uh, let's say, two of those explosive munitions before the adventure, mm -hmm. does that set off a chain reaction? It could, yes. These smaller Beautiful. ones would be much would would be much smaller explosions, but it could like especially if you found any somewhere else in here, um, that that would definitely be able to happen. So Good. the smaller ones could be used like around the Fourth of July, and so you throw them on the ground and make little pop noises. Right. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. I like that I did my shopping in advance. And the, uh, you also notice that the ceiling looks like it's kind of, as opposed to the room that you were in before, in here, the ceiling is dipping down in certain areas where it looks like the weight of the, you know, the earth from above is just kind of breaking it in and kind of coming down a bit. And as you see that, you, you're realizing that parts of this 
are a little bit shiny uh, underneath the dust, as though parts of the walls may be made of some sort of metal. Does it look structurally sound? Is it, is it safe to traverse in that direction? Yeah, it, it looks like it's probably safe. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Probably safe. Well, if that's the um, case, if we don't, if we think that there is an unreliable narrator, I do have the quintessential ten-foot pole that we could just test, just in case. Like, like a, like a CD, like a OSR use a ten-foot pole to probe for weak, like structural integrity issues. Watch, watch and learn, slug thing. <laughs> and uh, I will prod. Do you want that to be a strength and agility check to utilize 10 foot pole for structural integrity? Um, well, I mean, how hard are you pushing it? it like, if you're just kind of like, if you're taking a 10 foot pole and pushing to see if, like, if the, the plank of wood's going to give way as you're walking out on a pier, you don't really need to do a check on oh, that. Unless you're, like, you know, if you're just testing second. it to make sure it's not going to. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Uh, I was checking more of the ceiling for an right. easy deadfall. Yeah, no, you just tap it, and okay. it doesn't feel like it's going to give. All right. See, that's why you need to trust your instincts. Uh, the the whisperings of she, uh, for she will not lead you wrong. So, um, there was the door directly on your right. There's the corridor that you can continue continue to go down. That runs parallel with the room. Unless people protest, I'm going to beeline towards that door if anybody wants to join. Hey, I'll follow you. Yeah, I want to see yeah. how this plays out. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. following. The door to your right, as you open it, immediately cool air whisks from echoing sounds down below. It looks like there's a big, like, 20-foot, well, 10-foot pit, um, and it looks rough and even more... Um, more natural than than what you descended down from above um yes and you hear strange scurrying and skittering down below and this is a very square room but with the, the but with a hole in the center of the floor so we we heard skittering let's go let's let's go get the skitterer yeah, that's, going, that's always you're going sign. down into the hole, or are you just looking? No, I'm nudging you down to the hole. I'm saying, let's <laughs> go. I am behind you, nudging. Like they're, they're skittering. Let's go get it. I assume the rope is still tied up, uh, to, up above. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't have enough bag room to buy a second length. Um, how deep does the hole look? Um. It looks deeper than what you descended to come down in, into this level. Okay. If you really want to go down there, you can hold the end of the 10-foot pole and lower you down, but you're going to drop 20-plus feet. So, yeah, I'll hold the 10-foot pole and lower you down, and then you'll drop 20-plus feet. This is fine. I'll hold I, the pole. I think somewhere there was a typo. Uh, what typo? It, you can you can trust me, trust me, to hold the pole for you. It'll be fine. I 
I'm so close to just giving your character a yeet because it seems like it would somehow be appropriate, but I just don't want to do that that early. Oh, all right, that's fine. It could be a successful yeet, you never know. See, this is, and here's the thing in the green room, we're talking about like Ian's a nice guy, and I'm like, well, this is not a nice character. Um, uh, Ashley, I'm just gonna yeet you. I you, you, made, the, you made the correct decision. <laughs> I was thinking the entire time. I just didn't want to vocalize it. Uh, so I, I will uh, roll for a yeet. So on the strength <laughs> for yeeting, that is a 19. Can what I roll is, to post the yeet? What, what, is, uh, what is a yeet? Uh, a yeet is, is to uh, heave. Oh, okay, gotcha. It is a young person's uh, uh, shot putting. Uh, I believe Ian is the second youngest person. Um, I'm an old man. Okay, so group, okay, so. so you're going to shove. So generally, when I because in in most Morkborgy kind of stuff, PvP stuff, usually you you're just rolling to hit, and 19 is pretty much going to do it. But I, I will allow you to uh, to tr roll to avoid it. So roll an agility test. So how far do I fly when I can eat it? I'm well, not you could, you could spend a favor if you wanted to re-roll. No, I'm going to stick with my nat one. Okay, perfect. So you get pushed, and you're falling backwards down into the... Like, you were pushing him into the hole, right? With the eater, were you pushing him aside? Yeah, I, I was basically... Since he was trying to grab me, I was just basically just giving him a shove. Okay, so not trying to shove him into the hole? No, yes, I am trying to shove him. He said he wanted to get the... the the skittering things uh he didn't take my initial offer uh and so i am shoving him into the pit a la lion king or any other type of thing so he can go get the skitterer excellent okay you just have to hear the sound he makes too <laughs> i think it's wilhelm scream number one <laughs> Thank you. Oh, you down backwards into the pit you go probably a good solid 30 feet before smacking down your back cracking on uh something below you what uh you had light with you right sorry didn't realize my I, desk was so loud. i do i have a lantern what else has thank you did you have any light i am in the dark okay and then um roll uh roll these d6 damage How many hit points do I have? So, so let's say hypothetically speaking. Oh God! Man. I have six hit points, uh -huh. and then I roll a six. Then you so, have a favor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would use. Uh, you can use a favor to roll a d6 to uh, to reduce the damage that you take by that much. All right. That fell on the floor into the abyss. Can't see it. Rolling again. I rolled a four. So you only take two points of damage. That's good. That's better than the rest. Yeah, awesome. And as you do that, you hear a... Oh, actually, um, sorry. You also have uh, uh, bone mail armor on. So yes. you would have roll, rolled a d4 to, to soak some of that damage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's get that d4 out. Where are you? Where are you trying? So you may want to be able to take that favor back if you want. Is that... Is bone mail D6, not D4? No, it's just D4 yeah. on my character sheet. 
Okay, weird. On my view, it looks D6. I don't know. Maybe I'm blind. I may have typed it wrong or put the wrong armor in one of these. Okay, that's perfectly fine. I was yeah. more... I'm like, man, I am old. Okay. So that was a two, which means I've taken no damage. Okay. Um, And uh, as you're doing that, so roll a D6. That's two. Um, you sense something else is down here with you. Something bigger than you. Something that is like... <laughs> and you hear something moving around. Um, and you hear like a boom, smack. Like almost like a... Imagine a cat's tail that's um, very agitated. But it's mm -hmm. larger and harder smacking against the walls. How close does it sound to me? Like right up on me or a ways away? Um, pretty, yeah, it's it's pretty close up on you. Um, make a presence test and maybe you'll be able to see a little bit of what is in front of you. All right, 16. You can kind of, from some of the light, make out that there is um, what's known as a grathala. It is almost like a, a large um, beaked creature it looks very much like a like a dinosaur with spikes all over its back, with a long tail, with a big, a whole bunch of spikes on the end of its tail. Um, you know that these are very, very dangerous creatures. Um, and if it has been down here, wherever you are, um, it is probably hungry. Did you find these skitterers? Our friend is a new friend. You should come down here and hang out with us. We're I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, um, I don't know where he is. I'm going to just drop my climbing spikes so then he could get back up if he wants. <laughs> okay. Um, you drop the climbing spikes. Um, shh, thum, 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 thum. Uh, spikes fall into the ground. You hear them coming. Um, uh, let's see. Danko, you hear something whistling as it's working down in the air. Make an agility <laughs> test. But make a roll with advantage since you hear it coming from above. All right, all right. Come on, camera. That is an 11. That is a 15. Agility. So it's out of the way as, as the spikes are coming down. Um, okay. Before we get to what's going on down below, um, what is Belsum and Card doing? Are we... <clears throat> I think... So I want to... Point of clarification real quick. You said that we kind of banded together because we knew that there was a better chance if we banded together to achieve getting a trophy. Correct. Um, Do we know or even like each other beyond like ah oh, we're all we're all molt things? That's up to you. All right. Uh, I I step up beside Ian. Are you trying? Well, that's fastness. <laughs> <clears throat> nope, no voice. Are you trying? Are you trying to get him killed? Are you trying to kill him? No, he said he wanted to find the scurriers, and he didn't like my pole idea, so I just helped. And then you drop the uh, 
climbing spikes. spikes so he could get back up because I'm just trying to help. Um, I am going to turn away from him and then slap him with my tail so he goes in the hole too. <laughs> okay, um, roll a, a strength test to see if you can slap him. Uh, okay. Yes. You want to make an agility test to try and avoid it as well? Uh, I'm going to use my favor. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, apparently. I got 17. Oh, I rolled a five, and then my reroll was a three, so I was meant to go into the hole. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and roll a d6 for the for the damage. Roll anything that you might want to be able to soak it with if you've got armor. And um... uh, I oh no, Ian, I did not mean to hurt you. No, that no, yes, perfectly fine. My one question would be just because I would partly be expecting it to a small degree. If I'm able to grab his tail before I go over the edge and pull him in too, if not, it's fine. Otherwise, I took four damage. Make a present or make an agility test to try and grab his tail. Oof, that's it's a bad roll. Well, well, minus three, uh, it's 14. Sorry, sorry, minus two, that is 15. 15? Okay, uh, do you want to, you would make, I'm going to let you make an agility plus to try and avoid it. Um, right. Wait, was that agility to grab him or strength to grab him? Whichever one you want. I was uh, thinking, I, I was thinking agility only because you're like in the moment. That's fine. Uh, well, it works in his favor because otherwise it would be a 20. Um, so I, agility makes more sense because it's reactionary. So yeah. I rolled a 15, Nat. Okay, then you, that's that's tied. So I think you'd be safe, right? Yeah. Okay. 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 So you... the damage I rolled was a six, which I I am sorry for that. I just wanted you down uh, there. Was, I, that's fine. He was rolling the damage from the impact of the ground as a first. Oh, okay, great. You rolled the damage, so I don't murder Correct. you. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's uh, four hit points. If there's a yeah. And uh, well, what about Belson? Um, I'm going to go ahead and use the uh, are the climbing spikes attached to ropes. I'm assuming when you were throwing those down there, Ian. No, I think they're just no. like spikes for your feet, like shoes or something. Or I'm going to attempt to climb down because I see where this is going, and I would rather make my own way down at this point. Oh, I wasn't I, going to shove you. I was going to chat with you about how he was being a dick. Oh, okay. It's um, fine. Uh, but, Let's just get in the hole. Yeah. We're just going yeah. in the hole at this point. We need one, to go to the hole. One important point of order that I'd hate to bring up, but to be fair, I have two of those crystal bombs, and if I have fallen 30 feet, I can't imagine they'd probably be intact. Do those go off from impact, or are they like a verbal command thing? They they are more like impact, but uh, I would imagine they'd be wrapped individually because you're carrying them, so they're not like clanging together next to each other. I would, I would think True. at least I, at least that. So, um, I just needed to know if they are going to go off and kill me in the process or not. I just I'll pause and see where that's uh, going. No, it's, it's the spirit of honesty. Yeah. If it's no, video game logic, though, they're in your pack, so you're fine. Otherwise, if you yeah, fall in the Legend of Zelda, you blow right. up every time. I, if I'm being honest, if if I was the GM, I'd be like, well, yeah, well, yeah, thirty feet impact is going to break a potion bottle, something like that. So I mean, but Ian, you're I, not the GM right now. I know. I am being fair. Just go I with did it. this because I thought it would be funny uh, for him to also be in the hole. I did not intend to murder Ian. <laughs> 
Well, but there are no murder. mistakes, just happy little accidents. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll the, I'll let the really you you landed on your your bet on on the side that isn't the side that had the Borelli crystals. Um, so the impact did not uh, cause you and the crystals to explode this time. Okay, this time. But now back to we've got a circle to uh, to Denko. And what were you doing while down there before? whatever's down there or before the Grathala that's down there uh, attacks you. Well, uh, so the, the climbing spikes have just fallen. Um, I'm imagining that Ian's character is not fallen yet. So I've picked up the climbing spikes and mm -hmm. I'm starting my ascent back to the top. Okay. <laughs> so um, because all of this kind of happened in a round-ish, um, you're picking up the climbing spikes. You're starting them in the wall as... Uh, as Benik is falling down to the ground, mm -hmm. so you, you haven't really made it up high enough uh, just because you have such a little light down here, um, just the, the amount of time to scurry and, and get the pieces, and then you are getting attacked by the Sprathala before, while, um, while Benik is starting to, to fall down into here. Um, okay. So in that case, I guess I, I will throw a, a spike at the the not dragon's head as a, a, a projectile. Well, okay. Go ahead and uh, roll an agility. I mean, a presence test to hit. Oh, I can't see you. That is a nine. That does not, uh, does not do it. It goes flies by and clink, clink. It's the ground or the wall behind it. Um, okay. And, now I need you to make a uh, an agility test because it is coming to try and slam you with its spiked tail. Oh that shit! Is a Ten. Do you want to? You ha how many favors did you start with? Um, how many favors? Uh, I forgot to roll that. So, uh, it says D four. I've used one, so worst case scenario, I'm out. I am out. I'm out. Okay. Uh, as a quick aside, are, <laughs> is it common knowledge what these creatures are? Like, yes. relatively? Yes. Okay. I just looked at the stats, and we're toast. So, uh, <laughs> that's when, when, I, when I first said that they're big and, 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 and scary and nasty creatures, yes. Um, so, yeah, they're, 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 they're big dinosaurs, basically. They're, they're, they're rough. Um, I think y'all got this. We yeah. had a good life. You we're know, we we're good. Run. I so, fell 30 feet and took no damage. What can this thing do, right? So roll, roll 2d8 damage for the for the spike slam that you're <laughs> What can it do? 2d8 damage? <laughs> well, did you hear what I said about falling 30 feet? <laughs> I, 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 does that sway you? you? <laughs> No, well, it gets worse. It gets worse. I am at negative four hit points. Did you factor in your armor? No, I did not factor in my armor. Oh, oh balls. <laughs> I'm at negative four. So even oh. if this is a four, haven't looked yet, I'm then oh. at zero. So you are currently... I am at negative two. Oh, you're at negative two. Oh. Okay. Oh, oh, that's great. That's fantastic. So you are super dang. Awesome. Oh. No, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I got oh, this. I, uh, I don't think I, my character has died in a year. 
Oh. Which is crazy on this show. I know. Yeah, which is crazy. Hold on. What was so, that? Like, control shift four? Nope. No, not it. So. Oh, yeah. There it is. There it is. It still works. I got it. I got this. So you just so, landed down there. You heard a big smash as as a big and bones crunching as Danko just got uh, crushed by this this giant spiked tail. Oh my god! But did oh, my other head bite it at least? Sure. Let his other head bite it. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> it doesn't have to do any damage. I just want to know what bit it. <laughs> yeah, it totally did. Good. Uh, roll, roll D two minus two damage. D two minus two. Got it. Okay. D two. Well, that's no, a that's a that's a two minus two. So that's zero damage. It's high. I was really hoping your bite would heal it. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it's high as D four. Um, so just thinking about in round initiative. Uh, am I next for the yes. selective? Yeah. All right. Great. You're down there. Uh, so I am going to uh, pick your character back up by the shoulders, and I'm going to rebirth it. <laughs> Kinky. And what does that look like? So once Impreg. per day, I can revive something that has been dead for no longer than D4 days. Awesome. Right. So okay. I'm, I'm going to re I'm going to undead you, and oh. just pat you on the back and say. Um, Walk it off, champ. <laughs> I'm going to go up the spikes. Excellent. And you are now uh, back to uh, your your full hit points. You're a little confused because it's oh. like everything went completely. It's like you blacked out for a second. Uh, what's going on up top? Uh, Belson, what are you doing? So I was crawling down, but hearing this, I'm going to start crawling back up. <laughs> <laughs> and Perg, what about you? Oh, it's so good. It's so very funny to John. And is Card just hanging out at the top, just kind of looking down? Card is just, Card is chilling. Okay. Card is, I don't, I have, I have no reason to go down there with what's happening down there. <laughs> you, just, you just hear, and then, Walk it off, Sam. I'm going to say that you had enough climbing spikes so both uh, both uh, uh, Benik and Denko can climb out. The the uh, the Grithala is like slamming its tail against the wall, trying to hit you as you're climbing up. That you managed to get up out of this pit uh, without sustaining any other damage. Oh, okay, so we're back and up what top. What have we learned? <laughs> well, what we've learned, uh, Champ, is um, I hope you're feeling better. But are you aware that Grifalas, um once they catch scent of a potential meal, they may stock you up for the next month? So, um, mm. yeah. Well, uh, you know, I mean, it thinks I'm dead, so I'm not too worried. You, however, were down there. Um, I mean, that thing has about like fifteen eyes. I'm pretty sure it's like one. <laughs> if you, if you, if y'all are shouting that it's down there, and y'all are both on the wall, Brian, I would like to open up the earth beneath the creature, okay, and have the earth swallow it up. Excellent. 
so with that, you are going to be um, doing some uh, elemental magic, yes. which is moving or displacing Earth. Let's see here if I can find it. Uh, would that be transforming, or uh, let's see here? Oh no, it'd, it'd be, uh, be elemental. It'd be elemental, uh, and that's oh, a, there. It is. I found it. You are 14, and you can move up to five cubic feet of Earth per PP that you spend. Okay, and I have, I have a bunch of PP. I have a lot of PP, too. I'm covered in PP. I peed before the stream. Um, I think my PP is nine. Oh, no, it's D8 plus one. Let me roll that real quick. Okay, uh, I'm going to... I'm going to spend, let's do four PP. Would that be enough to swallow it? Sure. Or at least like, okay. uh, like you could probably like, however you want to do it. it it's totally yeah. creative, whatever you want to do. Yeah. I'm essentially opening a, like a pit of magma beneath him. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to roll uh, my presence. Your focus. Or focus. 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 And because it is rock and lava, I get plus two. Uh-huh. So... That's a 23, baby. Nice. You want to describe what happens? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you guys, you guys, Ian, Ian, you see Card go to the edge of the pit after having knocked you in, and his hands are going, and you probably think, like, oh, he's absolutely going to murder me now. Um, and you see him, like, thrust his hands forward into the air, twist, and what you don't see underneath you is... Fingers of magma shoot up beneath this creature and rend the earth open before a third arm pulls this thing into the magma beneath it, and then the earth just crunches closed. Succinctly, are you basically saying that you've goat seed? The... I was going to ask that exact question. Inquiring <laughs> minds um, think alike. I have, I have pulled this thing deep into the earth's anus. <laughs> Bridget, my respect for you has grown that yeah. much. Um, so it will not be hunting you because it is buried dead now. Boy, well, that's great because otherwise it would have been a real lemon party in here. Uh, <laughs> oh. I need to go get cleaned. I assumed I was going to have to come out Bridget's bullshit, not yours. This is why I never play because I'm just a terrible player, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I do think we just stepped on Pashki's tough girl joke, though. So. Yeah, I was about to, but you know, you got there, so I don't have to. I don't got it. Gen Z and Gen Alpha have no idea. I'll just keep so... pulling that glass out of my ass. It's fine. <laughs> That's not the same, but I'll let you know. Look, let Brian... us kids in our sandbox keep playing. Brian, I'm going to pull up in the earth and swallow myself and just <laughs> crush myself so I can pull myself out of my misery. All right. God. Oh, yeah, I use. I just use all of my PP. Yeah, for that. <laughs> I mean, as being a slug creature, you probably end up looking like a blue waffle by the end of it. <laughs> the show is... I, I have built this empire through blood, sweat, and tears. I will be damned if I let you kill it this way. Yeah, this is John's Pain Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> 
Brian, I'm so sorry. I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> like you're stuck in a tub, girl. <laughs> like, well, much like you don't really know the marauders around you, and you're throwing each other down into pits. The, uh, <sighs> the door that you came through, there's still the rest of the corridor that was there. Um, oh, wrong, wrong note. This one. So, this... Whoa. This is the door that you went in. There... The corridor continues where there's small beryllic crystals growing along the walls, and it looks like there's doors further down along the southern side. Maybe we'll have better luck south. Yeah, you are sitting down there. Be. Yeah, hold on. This you one... know down there is clear now because John cleared it. <laughs> Maybe we that go back true, down actually. the hole. <laughs> We do all this just to go back in that hole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Which corridor are we actually going down? I don't want to play with you people anymore. <laughs> I think center. Let's just focus on center. Yeah, I, I like south center the most. Okay. That's not are, you taking, are you going to be taking point then? Me? Yeah. No, 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 no. No, not me. I mean, last time I went first, I died. Yeah, but you got better. How about you go first? Sorry, I... I you You want me to go first? I mean... I mean, if you... Well, I've I've just dictated I can't die again, right? I've already died once this game. So... Yeah. You're a little bit more hale and hardy than I am, and you have armor. I have none of these things. Plus, you owe me. Okay, but I'm keeping the climate spike. That's fair. Okay. Would you make the 10-foot pole? Will that make you feel better? Um, uh, can I also have some rations? Would you like a healing potion? Sure, I'll take that. I give you my uh, dark my my flask with the dark liquid in it. That's totally a healing potion. I trust you. Cool. Yeah. I put that in yeah. my pocket and I take the pole and I go first and I pretend I'm Darth Maul from Episode One before actually seeing the movie when everyone got the toy and thought it was cool. So you go down the hall like twenty feet before you get to the door. Um, the door looks like it's been fashioned to the the frame of this structure um well after the the structure was actually built the door is made of wood the uh the doorknob on it looks like it's carved from some some bone of some larger creature perhaps even maybe a grathala um opening the door it enters into a, a corridor that goes south for what look as far as you can see with the light that's given, but almost immediately after about uh, uh, 10 feet down on the right-hand side, there is another door, but then the corridor continues and it looks like there's a door a little bit further down on the left, then another door a little bit further down on the right, and another door a little bit further down on the left. So it looks like this is a, a hall with many doors. Um, the first one that you would come to is almost is almost immediately on the right. Well, if horror movies have taught me anything, you never open the first door, you immediately go to the third. 
Okay, so you're going to skip the second and go to the third. Um, and you go to uh, this this uh, door is very similar. It's got a wood. It's wooden. It's got a a bone uh, doorknob on it as well. Um, as you twist the doorknob, um, make a toughness test. Test. All right. There you are. Roll the thing. Look at the dice. Oh, that's an at twenty. Nice. So as you're twisting the door, um, the doorknob, a small needle juts out and sticks into your hand. Um, it burns and tingles a little bit, but uh, and you feel a little bit woozy for a second, but then you just kind of shake it off, um, and the door opens into the room. Inside, you see um, what what looks like a. Uh, a makeshift table uh, with a with kind of fabric all tied all around it, and there's part of the room that looks like it's covered and blocked off by by sheets that are hanging from the ceiling. Um, and then, uh, and then it looks like there's stuff scattered all over the desk. Okay, so can I investigate the desk? Yes. So, who? Else, what's the order of people going in? I'll be behind him. I'll be third in line. Yeah. I'll be fourth. Because that is the, that is the <laughs> remaining option. Um, as you go in and you go and start inspecting the desk, um, everybody make a presence test as you enter into the room. It's roughly 15 feet by like 25 oh. feet deep. I have effective zero. Dirty 20. Yeah. Seven. I'm doing good. I'm rolling good tonight. Two. Yeah. All right. Uh, since you're coming in last, I'll tell you what you what you get from your presence desk in just a second. Um, as you're going over to the table, you see it looks like there's a there's a, a journal on top of it, um, and that uh, there's also a, a small sack that looks like it's tied shut. And uh, as a uh, uh, as card is coming in, you notice something in the, the far corner. The shadow seems to move just a little bit. Um, I I and spit a loogie into the shadowy corner. As your glowing loogie soars through the air ding, and hits the ground, it kind of illuminates just enough for you to tell that it is a uh, it's the silhouette of a of a Datsoff. And as as that's going over there, if any other light is is shown over there, um, Datsoff are the the like the person that kind of told you about this area. They kind of look like turtle people in a way with these kind of antlers, and it looks like a an older aged Datsoff that's uh, wearing some some pieces of metal armor and and gauntlet and just kind of that's such not a baller mental image. <laughs> By the way, like a turtle dude, like a tortillon or a whatever they're called from a torga from a yep. big antlers. That sounds dope. Um, <clears throat> what are you doing here? Shh, shh. Keep your voice down. You might oh, what? Shut the door behind you. Quiet. Uh, I shut the door. What? What are you doing down here? I asked you first. Research. Research. 
you get get your hands away from my notebook. As she's as she's uh uh pointing to uh to to Danko who's over at the desk. I continue to go for the notebook. This has not <laughs> come over to stop me directly. I will offer the notebook that I found and ask, is, is this your hand? Uh, she starts flipping through it. No, it's not, but it's not anywhere close to here, but I see lower mantle. Oh, this one, this one is far south of the pyres. I wonder who made that. No. So oh, I'm going to go over and slap the notebook out of, uh, out of Patchkey's hands. I will yank it away. Please uh, be careful with that. Why? What's in it? Open? Is it upside down? I've been, I've been here for a number of days. I've been observing the people that are here, and I've been trying to make notes on this, this stone that seems to be powering this, this creature. People. Stone? Yeah. Yes. Dave? Creature? Yes. V? <laughs> you sorry, need to be sorry. very careful and please don't bring any attention to, to me here. There's there's humans that are down here. And they've been humans. For, Those things have weak lungs. They can't breathe the air down here. They only have they, one head. Yes. We could kill them all. Then they wouldn't be a problem anymore. Yes. Yes, you could. Take their bones. She could take their bones. Yeah. Yes. It's a win-win situation, as I see it. Everyone, including the humans, wins in this situation. Mm -hmm. Especially the humans. Really? Why wouldn't she want your bones collected? Uh, I just want to understand how the their things work before there is this one very large abomination that is powered by this 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 crystal gem stone inside of it that's what i'm trying to understand if we were to attain this could we bend the creature to our will roll a d4 i will the d4 is a Objectively, the hardest dice to grab, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, that is a two. There is a tool that they use that I've noticed to control it. It's a, a, a staff of some sort. It seems to only listen to whoever is holding the staff. So if we can avoid the creature, kill the staff holder then the creature would effectively be ours. Well, generally, yes. Yes. I'm not seeing a downside. And then perhaps I could extract the stone from its chest cavity and understand the magic even more. Isn't the stone what we're after? You're after you're you know of the stone? I 
think that it's common knowledge that a lot of people are after the stone. We were just here trying to get to it first. Yeah, just in what uh, what you were actually what your characters were actually after was a, a scroll or like a oh a scroll. Just, yeah, yeah. Just so you, just so thank you for correction. But my my feeling so okay yeah understanding the crystal that sounds super important but hear me out we take the creature crystal still in it to the surface and then we have it slaughter the humans and then after it slaughtered humans and we've all been marked and have our trophy then you take the stone and study it i mean you would be a hero just think of how much uh glory you would get I was, I honestly thought you were going to tell him how much ass he was going to get, and I was going to fly, I was going to fly and hit you. I mean, if you look that good, you're already swimming in ass. I think he's at his that, limit. No, no, you know what? You're absolutely Sorry, correct. swimming in cloaca. That sweet, sweet antler turtle cloaca. Mm -hmm. It's worth the salmonella you'll get. <laughs> well... Turtles uh, have syphilis, not salmonella. I thought they had salmonella. No, salmonella. Nope, syphilis. They can have both. Yeah, they no, have no, both no. now. And it's koalas that have chlamydia. Yeah, well, I didn't say chlamydia. I said syphilis. Yes, but they're. If it's worth mentioning. If, if is you... it? It is because in public health. To our Australian listeners out there who want to get frisky with a koala, don't. Don't you fucking dare. Uh, so, uh, welcome back to Wandering Monster, the podcast that's killing my friendship with Brian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> he pulled a John. Yep. Um, but seriously, I... If we work together, you you share your knowledge with us. We kill the humans, get the staff, then all of us return to the surface, slaughter humans, and then once our grisly task is done, we give the creature and staff to you. I think that could work. Go go does, go down the. Does corridor. anyone object? No. You'll want to get this creature. Before exploring anything else in this strange building. Because if you start exploring too much, you'll find the sarcophagi. You'll perhaps awaken the more of the humans that are in a deep slumber. Um, if you go down the corridor, skip the first two doors on the left. The third door will be the temple room. And that is generally where... The, sep the, the scepter is, or the staff. Okay. Silly question, but if the humans are dormant in a sarcophagus, is it... Vampires? No. Does it take a while for them to be roused back to consciousness? I have not been present when it's happened. I've just noticed that more... That, that when I've inspected one of the rooms with the sarcophagi, that some were empty, some still had people in them. And then at one point, when another group of marauders came down here and some of the humans were killed off, they awoke some of the others that were in some sort of stasis. 
was just figuring if we could use them as uh, fodder to distract the creature while we rest the staff from the you know sorcerer or use it to feed. <laughs> well, maybe I'm just getting ahead of myself. And wouldn't that damage the bones? Or enhance the bones. It just depends how many pieces of bones you like them in. That's a good point. Just a thought. If it is an inconvenience, when we can focus on the task of just getting the staff. It was just... Let's, uh, let's try to get the staff. If we hit the staff, there's so much we can do, right? Okay. I will stay here. And once you have it, come back and get me. Okay. I like this deal. I think this. I think this man I just met is trustworthy. Uh, we are best friends. He is coming to my birthday party. And I trust him with my life. You have a birthday. Unlike the and, unlike you guys. <laughs> and I, I am. What? I was made. I don't have a birthday. What is a birthday? Uh, it's something that you're not coming to because you've been mean. Wow. I first found out there's birthdays and then there's parties and that I don't get to be involved. But today is your rebirth day because you were rebirthed. It that is, is true. true. We will celebrate with cake and a staff. Ah, oh, yeah. Staff okay. infection okay. cake. Let's, uh, so he said go through the other door, uh, skip the first two doors, go into the third door. That's where the staff is generally kept. I would just ask before leaving, and what is your name? I am Sorenth. Sorenth. And as they look up at you, you notice that they have one of their eyes gouged out with a crystal inside of it as well. Well, nice. now that you have given us your name, uh, if you end up betraying us or have lied to us, now we know how to strike oh, you. I'm so God, dude. You need to be more trustworthy. Trusting. I was, you threw me into a pit. That was encouragement. I'm your friend and I would never hurt yeah, you. Yeah, friends throw friends into pits. That was not, Yeah, look, that's, guys, we could stay here all night and argue about who throws who into pits, or we could just go get this. I actually, house. I have a question for you, Sorenth, uh, that is not uh, little whiny bullshit. Um, uh, is the creature generally kept in the same temple with the staff? Uh, or will we have a, do you think we'll have a little bit of time to try to get the staff before the creature comes? It is usually kept in a room directly south that can only be accessed from the temple room itself. Oh, that's perfect. So we get the, we get the staff, we come back, and if we are quick and quiet enough, or just quick and brutal enough, we may not even have to see the, the critter at all. Until yes. we're using it. Yes. Let's do it, homebrews. All right. <laughs> so Ian, I don't I don't find you whiny or bullshit at all. Uh so you are you go down the corridor, you skip the two doors on the left. Um you I'm gonna gonna show you another crappy hand doodled uh drawing of, of a room. Um you open the door, uh, the, the third door on the left, and it opens into a room. Uh, you're coming in like this door. And inside, it's completely clean, dust-free. It's lit by magical lanterns along the side of the wall. At the far end of the room, there is a giant sculpture of she. 
It fills the entire back wall and each head is aimed at the far corners. A shackle is clamped around each neck with a chain connected to the pulpit, which is the kind of dark uh, blackened uh, rectangle there. It's a large stone obelisk. Um, leaning up against it is the scepter that was spoken about. Each of those X's, those three X's, is a human um, in these strange, uh, these strange uh, woven robes. Um, and then these straight lines across are benches uh, that look like they're made of metal as though this is a temple room. There's also a door across the other side and a double door down at the bottom. To the south. That yep. double door probably leads to our critter friend. Uh, okay. So Can we should be going into this room. Uh, oh, Ian? No, uh, j just one point uh, where things are spatially related. Since you said that there are those... Um, you say there are torches or lanterns? Yeah, they're uh, ma magical uh, uh, lanterns up against the wall every, like, eight feet. Okay, so they run the length. Yeah. So that means that there are a pair close to those humans in the robes, correct? Yes. Great. Then, if I may ask the group if I could do a quick action. Roll, roll a d6 first. To see who's going to go first, because you entered okay. the room. There's people in here. Yes. So if you're going to go, you know. ah, yes, they go first. I got um, one. Damn it, Ian! Bad rolls for my job this game. <laughs> it's true. Well, hang on. One to three. Don't the PCs go first in a one to three? I'll uh, I'll I'll, I'll brain, check. I thought, it, uh, I thought it was four through sixes. Hold on, let me check. Do, 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 have do, we been do, pirate do, do, working do, do. wrong this whole time? Yes. <laughs> no, uh, one, no. Uh, initiative, one through three enemies okay, begin. Four through six so pieces just, begin. I haven't run a game in a month. Okay. I don't even have to look at the rules to answer yes. <laughs> okay. One, one of them grabs a scepter. One fucker runs over to behind the pulpit and crouches down behind it. And the other one comes running towards you um and they, they they grab a spear that was that was kind of on one of the benches and they they just start running and charging towards who who came in the room first i don't know who opened the door but it means someone to die first i can i'll do it okay uh roll I'll, your I'll, be, I'll be the first what's my what's my agility Okay, no problem. Fourteen. Okay, uh, you managed to dodge out of the way of the spear. Um, the the other two that are doing some action that isn't directly attacking you guys. So each of you roll a d twenty, add your agility modifier, and that will be your individual initiative. And then if you want to ask them to go first, if you can do your thing first, Anik, uh, that's okay with me. Fourteen. Fifteen. I rolled a five, so it ain't me. Yeah, mine is an 18. Yes. Okay. Belson, what are you doing then? Um, you know, I don't have... I'm going to, to try to get behind one of my other compatriots, I think. Okay. Pulling the old fast maneuver. Look, I'm staying in character here. 
Okay, so you're just you're just behind one one of the other the other yeah. marauders. I, I'm not going to be a hero. Okay. Um, what's uh, Benique doing? So I'm going. Um, although I mean, Pasky has a higher initiative than oh, me. Oh, sorry, I got that mixed up. No, no worries. I mean, I got a fifteen. Uh, so sword is now at the ready. Um, and they they've noticed us, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, why not? Let's just uh, let's let's get my sword kind of ready. Be like, hey guys, uh, look, I got turned around out there. I like, I'm just kind of like, I've got it at hand. It's 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 a long sword. It's not a saber. Don't worry about that. I'm like, I don't I don't remember. Like, was was the bathroom near the cafeteria or was it? And I'm just kind of like rambling back and forth kind of like trying to keep them distracted until i get close enough to swing at their face with the sword okay it's a small enough space that you could close in and at least attack the one with the spear if you want that's that's up close in this mm -hmm. round okay that is what i would like to do i would like to do that but i don't think it's going to work yeah um so plus strength right so that's yeah. five yep now let's Swing and and there's so much going around on on around you. Uh, there just wasn't a good good space to actually get a get a hit in. Um, so are these figures real quickly? Are they living or undead? They are living. Okay, so they're bottlenecking as they're approaching the door that we've opened. Correct. Uh, one came towards you. Oh, just one. One crouched down behind the pulpit. Okay. And then one grabbed the scepter. Okay, so and they're, they're still up by the statue and by the pulpit up there. Okay, so when they're two closer together, yep. so what I'd like to do is I'd like to target the lantern that is closest to where the like the pulpit and the statue area uh -huh. is, and I'd like to elementally channel and cause a uh, the flame to go into a projectile uh, fireball. Nat oh, 20. Hell yeah, because I was about to just dump all of my PP into that. <laughs> so if uh, 3 PP is D12, is that the cap? Um, uh, shoot. I can't remember. Hang on. Yep. I've got on page 28. So that was the... Uh... It's only, it only goes D4, D8, D12. I just thought it Yeah, I think, I I think D12 has got to be the max. All right, so I will burn three of PP, and that is now, just you, six you points of to, fire. You could feasibly spend a favor to do max damage. Gotcha. I only had one favor. How many did you say you did? Uh, six fire damage. And does that catch robes, or are they <laughs> asbestos? <laughs> they, uh, they start catching on fire. You see them burning and screaming as they're falling to the ground. Uh, because it was a fireball-ish thing, I'm going to say that that hit each of them, and it's not that the, the damage is divided. They're each taking six damage, and you see them, the two of them, rolling around on the ground, burning. Um, now you can go get those bones. Um, because of that, I've rolled a morale check just to see if the the one remaining that's in this room turned tail and ran. Um, Card, what are you going to do? 
Um, I, um, I pulled the, I have an obsidian shard, I think. Yeah. I pull out my obsidian shot, uh, shard. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I fling my hand forward and yell, kill us, my ass. Uh, and my little salamander screeches and like flies off my arm and starts skittering. He's going to attempt to. Uh, climb up the staff wielder's arm and bite his hand. So the staff wielder is on the ground burning. Oh. Um, never mind. Uh, he's going to go over... Oh! He is going to go over there and wrap around the staff. Okay. Uh, because what we really need is a, a tiny lizard controlling a giant monster. Uh, and at the same time... Is the guy with the spear who attacked me still, or is he burning too? No, he's not. He's you know, he is not caught on fire. Then I'm going to swipe at his throat with my uh, obsidian. Okay, roll the hit. Uh, uh, I think I'm going to use a favor. Yeah. Well, shit. No, I miss. Not not like dra- uh, tragically, but I do miss. Okay. Well, and in turn, uh, now that all four of you have gone, it's that guy's going to try and attack you. Uh, roll your agility test. Motherfucker, should have saved that favor. <laughs> uh, no, I, <laughs> I did not. Yeah, I wasn't great. Okay, roll a d6 for the damage you take. And any, okay. any sort of armor. Or... There's my d6. Four and... Um... I take one damage. Okay. Or, sorry, I take two damage. Okay. Uh, let's see, uh, Tenka, what are you doing? Uh, so, oh, I no, would... Um, Belson, what are you doing? I didn't mean to jump over so, you. I, I'm gonna... I'll, I'll go ahead and try to axe this remaining dude. Okay. Let's give it a go. Roll your attack. Twelve. That hits. Roll the damage. Two. You cut into them. They still seem to be doing quite okay, but it tore part of their uh, part of their robes as it cut into them. Uh, since you are there, and also since uh, since Card is right there, both of you make a presence test. Seeing as as the robe got torn. Both the uh, Belsum and Card. Yeah. I'm at an eight. Yeah. John, what'd you get? I got 14. As, the, as part of the robe is ripped off, you notice a large tattoo of a key on their forearm. Um, okay, now it's, uh, now it's Danko's turn. Sorry about that. All right, so Danko, um, I imagine I am close up enough still, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, did I notice the key tattoo or not? Oh, sorry. You should have rolled because I forgot that you were that close. So, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, I don't notice that. Okay. So I just swing at the guy's head. Yeah. We There was something about a key we needed, right? Yes. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. So that is a 17 to cut the guy's head off. That, that hits. Roll the damage. All right. D6, right? Where was my weapon? Where was it? I just wanted to make sure I'm really the right thing. Uh, 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 
D6. I was right the first time. Why did I bother questioning myself? Two. Yeah. You notice that they are they're starting blood starting to spill pour out. They're not doing very well at all. Um but they, they, they're still gripping onto their spear. Their knuckles are getting white as they're tightening their grip on it. Um, Nick, what are you going to do? I am going to look at... Is the one that is closest to us as a group of people the... Which one is looking the least bleeding and bruised and all of that? The one that everybody's attacking. The two that are on the ground on fire look like they are getting very charred and they are pretty much going to be dead at the end of this round. Okay. Then I'm going to attempt another uh, arcane check or focus check uh, for controlling move other um, people, creatures. So that is a 14, which is what I was hoping for. You're able to puppet the limbs of another creature. I want it to take its own weapon and strike itself. Is that permissible of DR-14? You do that, and it's like... And it just juts itself right in the neck with the spear and kind of leans into it, and it's just kind of barely held up uh, by by the spear in its neck. Nice. Well done. Gotta stick it to you. You now have have killed the the three uh, cultists that are in this room. The the lizard has the the scepter. What are you going to do? <clears throat> Whose turn is it? Or does now it it's, there, there's no. It's it's open now. I guess uh, if no one's going to stop me, well, I'm going to go slither over there and retrieve the scepter. I trust him with the scepter. I uh, the bodies. Well, nice. could I borrow that, uh, well, like, someone's edged thing? Should we sever this arm? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, ta- I, I When you ask, I toss you my obsidian, uh, which should be sharp enough to cut through. Uh, yeah, tendons uh, I will roll over my fractured stalactite as a show of good faith. Okay. And you, uh, as you're cutting the arm off, you go and get the scepter. As you're cutting the arm off, um, let's see. Uh, Denko, you said you were looting a body? Yeah, whatever bodies, whatever parts. You know, just yeah. look for stuff. Okay. Um, these uh, these people didn't have much of anything. They had their robes. They had their weapons on them. Each of the... The two of them had spears. Uh, looking around this room, there's also another a sword on one of the benches. Um... But there really wasn't. They don't have any personal effects, really. They, it looks like whatever whatever they may have had as individuals was given up for whatever their cause may be. Um, you now have the scepter. Um, Belsum, are you doing? What are you doing? Once everyone's done with the bodies, I'm, it's it's bone time. Okay. Yeah. You especially the ones that were magically burned. Um, you're going to be able to start. Pulling bones from that pretty pretty quickly, um, with the scepter in hand and with the uh, the forearm with the tattoo of the key. What are you doing? And what you did have, it, it was a rumor that you got when you were coming into this area, uh, was that there is a key to unlock the mysteries of the temple. That's, that's what the rumor was. Yeah, 
I will drag the rest of that body um, over to my companion so she can pluck the bones out. And I'll take the arm and I'll hold it up to one of those torches to cauterize the end so it would stop making such a mess. Excellent. It's nice of you. Very good. And then um, knowing that this is like the temple room and with the key, you want to... uh, Anything in the room with it? Well, uh, what's this uh, like pulpit? Anything behind um, this or looking around at the pulpit? Um, you s- you're looking closely and you see that it looks like, however it was built, it looks like there is a thin line that's almost almost box shaped. That's like just kind of an outline in part of it. Oh, I'll I'll see if I can't scan the arm to it. If I need to peel the flesh, will. Um, yes, as you uh, scan the arm to it, it does indeed pop open. It's almost like a cash register drawer popping open. Um, and inside is the scroll that was described to you, or mm-hmm. that was de- described to Card, um, that is, uh, that is the, the lost uh, scroll of Fatuma. Well, I think we've all come up heads. Uh, um, and I will throw the arm to my companion and say, uh, here's another one for the pile. Thank you. Um, uh, I, I am jubilant that we have retrieved this, uh, this scroll. Can I, as I'm grasping this ever, do I, can I feel anything innate or can I make some kind of like focus or presence check to kind of tap into the scepter's power? Um, make a focus test. Yes, sir. Uh, let me check my focus real quick. I believe that. Yeah, doggy. 22, baby. Natural 20. You feel, it's almost as though it's, you feel it kind of pulsing and like it kind of pulls, pulls, you can feel it kind of pulling almost like a compass towards the door that's directly to the due south. The double door. Um, yeah. Before heading that way, you know that when you claim a trophy, something is supposed to happen. Like that scroll that you got, something big and like cataclysmic is supposed to happen, but nothing has happened yet, even though you found that scroll. Hmm. Oh, maybe someone should read it. Son of a bitch. Should we unfurl this and see what's in contained? Yes. <laughs> Why do you seem so dour, my friend? Because reading. I'm the guy who can read. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I'll hold it for you. All right. Uh, I I come over there with the staff. Uh, I'm grinning. Uh, whatever my analog of an ear is to analog of an ear. Uh, <laughs> Tympanic brain. Excellent. We can kill so many humans with this i say uh, grasping the staff tightly uh open it open it i'll open it and let you see the contents yeah uh, what we got you see that it's 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 a short um prose about like prophecy of what is to come and hang on um dang it um Let's see, Ian, you have the PDF open in front of you, right? Oh, shoot. Yeah, what page? 
Where do we go, look? Uh, no, no, towards the adventure? Uh, going to go, hang on just one second, sorry. Okay, just... Is it is it, are we about to read a, a prophecy yes. from the uh yes. Actually, um uh Ian, since you found it, will you just roll D sixty six and then that will Yeah, yeah sure. This, uh... Oh this makes me so okay. happy. Oh darn. Oh, of those cities which should remain above, fires will flood the streets as the stench of burnt vermin fill the as air. as that happens. So you start to read it, just visually reading it, and you cannot control yourself, but your mouth opens and the words pour out of your mouth as, as you read it aloud. As this happened, the ground starts to shake and rumble, and each of you, a massive scar, cuts down your face. It opens up in a magical gash, and orange light just glows, pulsating from it. Um, one of the, the yeah. molts is, is, is happening, and you can feel with the ground shaking, you do not have long before this temple that you're in probably goes further and further into the center of the earth. Um, I know we're supposed to wrap up it in one minute. So uh, one last action. Yeah, I, I assume you're going to go get the, the monster. Uh, can I try to, I, may I, with that 20, I rolled for my focus, uh-huh. my nat 20, can I call it to me? You can, and you hear it trying to, trying to bang against the doors, but it is locked from the side that you were in. All right, let's go open it and then have it carry us to the surface. A massive magical construct of gray rotting flesh towers almost nine feet in height. Um, high up in its chest cavity is a large glowing orange shard. Uh, what little clothing it wears is a patchwork of rags roughly resembling pants. Um, and this abomination will only listen to whoever wields the scepter. Should we pick up our turtle? Carl is laughing so maniacally this entire time. Uh, but yeah, climb aboard and let's go! But do we do we detour to get the turtle, or do we just be like? Fuck no. Well, as you're going out into the hall with the the shaking that's going on, you see Sorinth coming out of that room into the hall because they know that something has happened and they need to get out before it all collapses. Yeah. Uh, if he's if he's on our way, I'll have the abomination grab him and continue on its way. Excellent. And that is uh, where we should wrap. Now, aren't you glad someone so thoughtfully left a rope for all of us? I, wow. Yeah, yeah, I actually am. Um, the foresight there was amazing. Mm-hmm. Hey, we did good this time, guys. Yeah. We're it's all weird alive. that the GM's not trying to murder you all. Yeah. Just, I just think me. our GM might have cause for trying to murder us, um, which what? might be... No. I think our GM no. might have Munchausen by proxy, mm. and mm. he feels that the attention given to our beleaguered forms gives him... I don't know. I'm talking out my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Friends! Friends! Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, Brian, that was a blast. Thanks for playing. Such a... Yeah really cool vibrant setting it's always super cool to see the stuff you're creating uh now the kickstarter is over but you told me that people can go on backer kit and pre-order this now yes yes you can you can get this on backer kit you can go to kickstarter and look up the molt and there's the link directly to it there or you can it might be easier listeners uh if you go to the show notes on youtube uh we'll have the link uh 
to the backer kit on YouTube. So you can just click on it. And, uh, and if you're listening on the audio, it'll be on the show notes for the audio as well. So uh, you will be able to find it that way. Uh, Brian, how else can people like follow you and uh, keep track of all the cool shit you're doing? The easiest way is to go to briancolin.com. That's B-R-I-A-N-C-O-L-I-N.com. And I have that kind of set up like a link tree. And that has all, because I'm all over the place doing all sorts of things and terrible mm-hmm. social media. But all my projects can be found there. Awesome. Very, very cool. Uh, Bridget, you have something in the works, right? I do. Um, I just wanted to announce that tickets are now available for Spirited Giving, which is a huge fundraiser for the San Diego Public Library, um, their foundation, which specifically it's raising money for their banned books initiative right now. Um, more information can be found online at spiritedgiving.com. There's also, if you cannot attend in person, an anthology out there, um, which you can buy to support the cause. Awesome. That sounds absolutely amazing. Uh, For those of you interested, I do have a new book out called Unclean Verses, and we have a few other things in the works coming later this year. Of course, is Journey Through the Dying Lands, the uh, Mark Borg anthology featuring stories from the likes of Ian Servas, John Baldisberger, that asshole, Charles Bernard, and a bunch of the WOGD team. Uh, That's going to be pretty incredible uh and maybe hey maybe brian and i will uh spring some cool shit on you as well um next oh god shit tomorrow my friends tomorrow starts zine quest every gamer's nightmare where creators just go into your wallet take all the money kiss you right on the lips and then run off and i am no different i am i'm getting my chapstick ready because simone Tometa and i are creating a pocket map game called Overgrowth, in which you play deranged nature wizards fighting against corporate pollution. If you're thinking, man, that sounds like Mage the Ascension meets Werewolf, go fuck yourself. No, it doesn't. It's way cooler because I made it. Uh, it's going to be awesome. It's uh, on Kickstarter. Just look up Overgrowth. You'll recognize Simone's art. Um, so lots of cool shit. Thank you so much. Please follow us on Juan Moncast on Twitter or uh, for all the hip news and cool shit we're doing. I th- oh, as always, thank you to Bog Wizard for our intro and outro music, which this week happens to be Barbaria from the album Purple Miasmic Smoke. We will be back next week, back into the, uh, the stolen ship. Uh, I believe that we're going to try to sail away as pirates until then. Don't worry. We are sinking to the middle of the earth.